Ladies and gentlemen, hello everybody and welcome to this very first episode of our Sartorial Talks, the podcast. I'm Hugo Jacome and I have the pleasure to be with you today with my beautiful wife, Sonia Glynn. Hello, Sonia. Hello. Uh, we are so happy to be with you today because as you know, this is the very first podcast ever in the history of Sartorial Talks. Are you excited, Sonia? I am pretty excited, but most of all, I'm ready to get started. I can't wait. Let's go. Yeah, we've been dreaming of this moment since such a long time. And we've been, uh, thanks to our patrons, uh, the first supporters, uh, how, how many are there? 100? 116. 116. right now. Exactly. 116 people who believe in what we do, who want to help us to make this place a more elegant world and we thank them so much. We feel so thankful, so uh, graceful because this is very, very important for us to be able now to produce this podcast and to air it directly to you. So a big thank you to all our patrons. Yes, and thank you for the freedom because now in this format, actually we're free to say whatever we want to say. That's exactly true. And we're free to answer any question um, within reason that you have for us. And that's very uh, different for many people in this field. So let's let's try and see what happens. Yeah, what Sonia is, is talking about is something very important that many of you may you may not be aware of. That is that many people in the blogging area, including ourselves, and in the YouTube area, in the everything that is go around the tutorial world, they have to make deals with brands and they have to. I mean, to put we say in front some butter in the spinach because it's mm -hmm. difficult to make a living, right? Yes, I haven't heard that term, but I'm committing it to memory right now. <laughs> we are strange in French. We say mettre du beurre dans les épinards. That's Ooh, the way we say that it in even French. Better. And now what we want to do here at Sotoyal Talks and with everything we do uh, with our team is to precisely be totally independent and to say what we want to say about the subject we love, which is the Sotoyal culture and the bespoke Lifetime. And today we've chosen a random subject and it's going to be, are you ready? I'm ready. It's the title of today's subject is Executive and Peer Pressure to Dress Down. Really? Wow, that, that's an important subject indeed. We've been receiving many questions about that, right? Oh, a lot. And it's not just the tech industry, which we'll probably focus on mostly today, but it's people all around the world, men and women, who are, they don't want to look like the corporate person or the salesperson, but they want to look elegant still. And so they're asking us, uh, how do they deal with that social issue? Yeah, and as far as I know, it's even, yeah, the, the points you, you, you just said are right, but I remember receiving many messages of people also asking us, uh, Mr. Jacome, uh, uh, Miss Nicholson, how we do that? Uh, when we go in, in the bespoke suit or, or even as, with something as simple, simple as a pocket square, how can I do uh, not to look better than my boss? So there's a kind of a social pressure. It's not about only looking better than the guy which is at your level. It's having the fear to outdo your own boss. That is part of it. And do you remember when we wrote that article uh, entitled, Why Do We Dress Up? I remember very well this article. Well, we got this letter from a very intelligent man, young I, man. I don't remember the letter. Can you read a little bit of I, this letter? You have oh, it here? Oh, wow. I just happen to have it right here. Oh, that's a surprise. <laughs> so he didn't tell us his name. In fact, he signed it Y. But I'm going to take some time, not rushing, and just read this letter from a true tech industry 
person. Please, Sonia. And let's see what their perspective is. He says, hi, Sonia, and you go, I would like to add, this is from the article we published earlier, that in certain industries, dress codes are not simply relaxed, but actively frowned upon in terms of suiting up and dressing well. I work in tech, a sector which in the old days was stylistically notorious for bearded hippies wearing jeans and t-shirts with really funny and political and and, uh, satirical messages. They didn't care about narrow sartorial rules, but they had their very own flair and what he considered an enduring style and endearing as well. The above characteristics of the early days of tech eventually became dissected, repackaged, and taken to this extreme by the modern world. And in in tech, they make what they call, not an arms race, but a rags race (laughs) on how to dress down. That's right. Isn't it crazy? It's crazy. Yeah, and there's a lot of different elements to this, okay? And when you, as I continue reading the letter, notice that there is a dichotomy a dichotomy between being relaxed but clean and groomed versus being lazy and kind of dirty. Oh yeah, I remember. <laughs> this guy was even saying something like they heard conversation of people were almost boasting how, how bad they were dressed, how little they spent on their clothes. Uh, yeah, I remember this letter very well. He was saying also that he was hearing people making judgment on others uh, solely on the fact that they were wearing wearing a nice pair of trousers. It happened to me, actually, when I was working in some corporations, or for some corporations, actually. Everybody was saying to me, oh, Hugo, you look so um, uh, well-dressed and tied up. Are you going to a wedding, or do you have some kind of a job interview? This is a reality that a lot of our listeners may have to deal with on a daily basis. Exactly. And so I will skip that part of the letter because you summarized it so well. He went on to say that the problem reached such a climax that a prominent Silicon Valley entrepreneur, and I wonder if you out there know who this is that I'm about to quote, he publicly declared, I never invest in someone who wears a suit. I remember. I think this is Peter Teal or Tiel. I don't know you, how you pronounce it. It's T-H-I-E-L. I've heard it Teal when I, well, when I see the news anyway. I don't remember who he is exactly. I think he's a very, very successful entrepreneur in the tech industry and internet yeah, world, extremely, right? Extremely, extremely. But our Mr. Y goes on to say that uh, he thinks this mentality is based on a silly theory that clothes can make you look sillier or dumber. And it's based upon a hypocrisy, he says, that dressing down leads to a more egalitarian or a meritocratic society. So I really find it interesting because he ends the letter with describing the boorish display of power of appearing with a dirty hoodie, flip-flops, and uncut toenails. And then he asks us, you know, to respond and what we think. And this is where I saw this. I saw this dichotomy between people being lazy and dirty and people just dressing down. So let's upfront say we're talking about people who are just dressing down and feeling that pressure to dress down. Let's forget about the people who have issues with hygiene. Okay? 
Yeah, I have a question for you, Sonia. Okay. Do you like my little music that I put on behind the speech? I do, and that's an original composition by Justin Mellon. Yeah, we have to say it. The All the music you're going to hear behind our speech, the opening music that so many people asked for, uh, what is this music? I rec even received a message on, I think it was on Instagram or on Facebook or whatever. I know, maybe it was a mail. I know, on YouTube. And one of the men was writing... My Shazam, I think Shazam is, a, is an app that you use on the internet to, to recognize music. So when you listen to music you, you, you like, I've never used Shazam, but I, I understand how it works. You just put Shazam on and then Shazam will tell, oh, this is the whatever um, piece of music from whatever composer or, or whatever artist or whoever artist. And he said, that's my Shazam failed. Nobody knows this music. It's normal because this music has been composed, scored, and even played by real musician, thanks to a friend of us, which is called, who is called Justin Mellon, is a composer from Hollywood. And if I may, Sonia, I'm going to give our uh, listeners a little bit of the introduction music. Yes, right and let's now. not forget to say he just uh, has done an entire composition for the series on Ted Bundy, which and by the you way, may have seen. That's right, and by the way, it was at the Cannes Festival a few weeks ago. Let's listen a little bit to this music. I know that many of you now are familiar with this music, and then, so don't put your Shazam because this music is uh, our music. We have the privilege to have uh, bespoke music for this show. And uh, maybe if you are uh, insisting, and if so, we receive a lot of messages about this music. We'll see with Justin Mellon how we can make this music available for you to buy or to download or to whatever. So let's go back now to our subject, Sonia. Okay, let's break it down. Let's look at the big picture. Remember in our letter from Mr. Y, he said that at one time it was kind of cool, this dress down culture. I mean, people were wearing intellectual t-shirts and they were, they were, you know, letting their hair grow in kind of a cool way like almost like they were rock singers and you know they, it was just a, a sort of vibe a creative vibe they were doing and then it evolved into this like what can we get away with like can we just roll out of bed and come to work and okay this is this is one one area or one era okay and now we move into the era of this letter that I just read to you which was three years ago Okay, and, and finally, we're almost approaching the year 2020. And can I give you the discovery now? Please. From all these years of just absorbing and observing, this is the final or up-to-date observance that we have. There is the tribe mentality, mm -hmm. and there is the sensibility of the alpha members of the tribe. When you say the tribe, can we say even push it a little bit further, the flock? You can say the tribe or the flock. They like in the tech industry to say tribe. Of course. That's their word. I don't know why. But if we stay with that, and maybe that means nothing to you, what I just said, but it's going to mean something to you. So we have the tribe mentality, and then we have the sensibility of the alpha members of the tribe. What does it mean? 
Okay, let me finish reading our response. Yes. Okay. Dear Mr. Y, thanks for writing and giving us insight into this peculiar behavior among those who feel the pressure to dress down. Like fashion, this reverse snobbism for uncut toenails and flip-flop attire. Uncut toenails? Yeah. Are you serious? I told you it's the roll-out-of-bed thing. It's taking longer to die out than the leisure suit and bell-bottoms of the 70s. But anyway, no matter the industry, we find this peer pressure among adults to dress down, to be like, you know, little kids who lack the maturity to recognize that it's okay for each person to express himself as he, as he pleases, and that individually, individualism is something to be respected and valued. Mm-hmm. I'm still a little bit shocked about the toenail. Do you mean but what you just said, and maybe people who are our patrons who are listening to this show can react on that, do you really said that these uncut toenails, it's, it's more appropriate nowadays to come into a meeting with uncut toenails or with a unshaved or whatever it is, or with a dirty t-shirt than in a suit? Well, there's two groups, remember? We have the, uh, the people who don't observe hygiene in this tech industry and in similar other industries, um, types of engineering industries. And then we have the group who just dress down. Mm-hmm. And so we've never really seen this division of the two groups because one's based on laziness and then the other one's best based on choice of dress. And is it real laziness or is it uh, some kind of um, um, calculated laziness? That is the way you show yourself, You, in fact, you really prepare yourself, but you want to appear like you're lazy. You mean like a dirty spazzatura, like, oh, I really want to cut my toenails, but <laughs> I don't know. I'm just going to let them grow and get yellow. Yeah, because, no, because I don't think this, so. it is snobism somehow. No, because people want to still, I mean, they want to be attractive to uh, whoever they want to be attractive to. And sorry, but dirty, uncut toenails is not attractive. <coughs> you know what I'm saying? It's not attractive. I'm sorry, I just coughed. Oh, it, it happens. So let's keep going. Yes. Okay. Individualism with a, in a company makes a competitive industry like the tech world tick better and expand faster. That's our view. Okay, maybe you out there feel differently. We're not suggesting that companies require men to wear suits like used to in the 80s but or even earlier, but it's equally absurd for companies, in our view, to require men to dress like hungover frat boys. <laughs> I agree with that. Okay, but then, you know, as we learn more, I'm, I'm going to come back to there's the tribe mentality and the sensibility of the alpha members of the tribe. Now it's going to make sense. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, in countries where freedom of expression is revered, it seems to be an infraction of an individual's freedom for a CEO to make a declaration that he'll never hire someone who wears a suit. You're right. Yeah, and you know, it's the CEO's prerogative, right? To hire whoever he wants. But to insinuate someone cannot be a genius, cannot be a guru, cannot be a master in his field because he wears a suit. That just sounds like it's shot from the hip and based on ignorance. Well, this is, you're right. We are touching here something which is goes way beyond the, the, the subject of clothing or even the subject of dressing is about freedom. It's about the freedom you have to dress the way you want and about uh, the freedom to dress without being judged by others. This is 
kind of scary, actually. It is. You know, I was reading Cora because I was trying to do a little bit of research and just on some more recent views on the subject. And uh, what I saw was that people perceived when you go to an important meeting, that the head of the group gravitates more towards the people that are dressed down because they think those are the hands-on guys who really understand their subject. Mm. Mm. That, that's a bizarre representation, you have to admit. I can understand. Um, I'm from a generation, uh, I'm born in the mid-60s, and I'm from a generation uh, whose fathers have been, by definition, and, and I almost without thinking, uh, I've been rejecting the codes of their fathers. Uh, my grandfather was the one who was wearing ties. My grandfather was the one who was wearing suits. But my father, well, he, he used to, you know, as he worked as a rep, he had to a little bit. But I know he didn't like it very, very much. So we are from this generation. I can understand this gap of generation that... Um, how can I say that, that um, invites people uh, to reject it. But us, we are from a generation that can uh, choose again now, daily, to dress up. And why would what would have the choice and the right to do it? It's about freedom. True. It is about freedom. And wow, you know, if you think about it, you're talking about uh, your parents. Uh, my grandparents and my parents too, they, they wanted to dress up when they went out. They didn't see it as a choice. But then our generation, you know, they wore the what? Those like shorts that come down to your knees. And, it's ridiculous. Um, with a lot of the, po- the, oh, the camouflage cargo shorts. <laughs> That's the worst. And then <laughs> my the, personal enemy. you know, the sandal, the desert sandals yeah. and uh, the, the muscle shirts. And just, ah, oh, we just lost that whole uh, feeling and of elegance for an entire generation. And so now we got the Silicon Valley and the tech industry and engineer industry going on. You know, this thought of don't dress like a suit in a suit because you look like some kind of suit head. Well, but but you what know, is interesting, Sonia, I just, I'm sorry to no, interrupt right. you, but I, I, I see, um, I'm, I'm looking at some um, uh, articles, on our articles, and we feature a very interesting sketch in this article, which is called the, the Tech Uniform. And you understand that there's a huge paradox here, because those people are supposed to be the creative minds, are supposed to be the rebels, are supposed to be the one who can come in a meeting, even in a billionaire meeting, with a t-shirt and without being shaved. But still, if you really scan them a little bit more, you understand that you will notice very quickly that in fact they're all wearing the same thing. Yes. That's the rebellion has changed. The new rebel is the one who has a pocket square, not the one who has, you know, this kind of uh, rolling out of bed hair kind of... Uh, Thicker glasses, <laughs> yeah. messenger bags. Exactly, yes. and tea and uh, t-shirt, of course, the, the dirtiest is, the better it is. And the bicycle is so important to have the bicycle. Of course. And the sneakers, of course, who is almost mandatory. And the jeans, and the more the jeans, smells also, also almost bad better it is right i can't speak to that i'm, <laughs> I'm not going to comment on that do you remember what we said about there's the tribe mentality and then there's the sensibility of the alpha members of the tribe so ending our response to mr y we said mm-hmm. after some research we discovered indeed it was billionaire peter till who was the man according to business insider in september 2014 who said he has a Simple rule for investing. 
and a company. Which is? Never bet on a CEO in a suit. This is crazy. And what do you know? Uh, and, and if you look at pictures of Mr. Till, yes. what do you see? I know, I remember, ah, I remember the article it. now. You're getting it. Yes. So, paradoxically, a lot of the photos we find of Mr. Till, and you can search his name out there as well, um, including a photo from Business Insider, features him wearing, you guessed it, a suit. Of course. A good suit? Is the good suit or is it just a normal suit? Uh, he's a decent suit. I mean, he, he can consult with the right people, obviously. But, uh, okay, we could improve it, of course, because that's our culture. But it was decent. I'm going to take a look. Thanks. Uh, I think it's good for him that we are on the radio and not on uh, video. Probably. The point <laughs> that he chooses a suit for his own attire, for many occasions, speaks for itself. And now it all makes sense. There's his tribe, the tribe mentality, and then there's the sensibility of him, the alpha member of the tribe. I understand. So he's allowed. He's an alpha member. If you're an alpha member, you can have the sensibility to wear a suit. I understand. So for our patrons who are listening to this first show, what is the takeaway? How do we answer to the people who say to us, what do we do if we want to dress well, if we want to wear a suit, or if we want to wear a beautiful sport jacket or pocket square or a tie? How do we do that without putting our career at risk or without being judged or without being, you know, literally aggressed by our colleagues? How, how do we answer to this? I was, uh, I was reading, uh, again, Cora, which is a pretty good resource. And... Um, Really, the takeaway that I got is that at first, you have to comply to all the rules. But mm. then once you build your reputation, you can start gravitating in that direction of how you want to dress because people already know your qualifications. Now, if you're in a brand new business meeting, you may have to reset and go back to that, you know, that diagram you explained about how you should look if you're a tech worker mm. because these people don't know you. But with people you know, you can gravitate gradually to how you want to dress. But remember, the year 2020 is next year. Yes. And, you know, our generation wore these, uh, the camouflage cargo short look. Uh, soon, the new generation's not even going to have this point of reference. That's right. I, re I received, by the way, I, I didn't have in, in, even the time to, to tell you that, that I received yesterday, I think it's yesterday night or the night before, on our YouTube channel, Sotorial Talks, uh, a message from um, somebody, I think it is, is, is in Texas or in America, in the, in the US anyway, uh, a man who was um, working for, in a menswear store. And he was telling me something which is very interesting. He, he said to me, he was writing something like, uh, Dear Mr. Jacome, I'm so happy for your show and everything. But he said, there's a phenomenon that is really happening now. Uh, and maybe you, many, many people don't, are not aware about that. He said that the young generation, the people who come in my shop to buy a suit, they know a lot about fabric, about suit construction, about how to look good, about what is fitting them and what is not fitting them. And they speak about Neapolitan shoulders, they speak about the notch lapel, the peak lapel, so they have even the vocab vocabulary to speak about that. But you say the disaster is the older people. 
And the older people of uh, the generation of the 50s, 60s, 70 years old, they don't remember all that because they've been wearing cargo shorts and flip-flops and, and uh, this kind, we call it the prophet shoes. With <laughs> we, okay, I must admit in Europe, sometimes we are mocking a little bit the, um, the USA way of dressing because in your country, it's all about comfort first and then style hopefully in some countries in Europe, and specifically in my case, I will never, 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 never sacrifice style for the sake of comfort. But that's another subject that we're going to cover in another tutorial talk. But the point of this man was very shocking. But at the same time, it shows to us that the revolution is in progress and more and more young people are interested again in suiting and in dressing well. Yes, indeed. And so we still have some of those uh, gentlemen and, and women who are saying, look, if you dress up too much, you're going to look like you're overcompensating. You're going to look like that you're trying too hard. And that really, if you dress down, what you're saying is, I know my job so well. I work so hard. I'm such a genius that I dare not dress up. I mean, that's just embarrassing. But we have these younger guys coming around going, you know what? I like it. I like looking like a gentleman. I like those old Hollywood glamorous movies. I like the vibe. I want to try something new. I'm tired of the same old tribe mentality. Mm. And you know what, Sonia? There's something that is coming to my mind. You know who's going to save us? Who? Woman. Because yeah. woman, whether we <laughs> like it or not, whether we agree with it or not, ask women around you. Do you prefer a guy in flip-flop and in t-shirts? Really? Oh, I'm disappointed in myself for not guessing the answer. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of surveys have been done on that. I mean, we know that, that the woman, they adore a man who is well-dressed. They adore an elegant man. They adore a man that is elegant in his suit. So I think the problem is really coming in the man's um, area and not in the woman because the woman I've, I've seen so many we receive so many comments of, of women saying to us I wish my husband I wish my man would be more elegant but the dominant culture today with this casual Friday no tie Saturday no socks Monday no something whatever Friday it's very it's becoming very very challenging so I have a re uh, I have a proposal for you please tell me why don't you um Dress progressively during the week, not to shock anybody, and little by little mark your territory and make people look at you differently step by step. But if you really want to dress up, why don't you do it during the weekend? Oh, yes, that's a good point. And we see this in specific countries. They save their suits for the weekend. Yeah, we have, um, uh, we received a, a lot of comments. Because, you know, on our tutorial talks, uh, YouTube channel, some of the videos have, have been going up to, to 1,000 comments. So it's not only uh, a comment section, it's becoming a discussion. And more and more of our readers, they do that. Because you know what? They are free during the weekend. So ladies and gentlemen, this is our advice. And we're going to leave you with this thought and this proposal. Why don't you dress up properly during the weekend? Do you like this, Sonia? I do. I would just add two words. Please. Be intuitive. Exactly. Thank you very much for listening. I hope we um, were good enough. 
to be honest, we um, are a little bit stressed right now because we've been um, not practicing. This was totally live from our dining room in Bourgogne, France. And so we hope you appreciated what we did. And we'll see you next time in the next episode of So Total Talk. Goodbye, Sonia. Goodbye. See you next time. And thank you for your support. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody.